Hello and welcome to Charlie's Book Club. This is episode 15 and we are going to be discussing the second book in the Heroes of Olympus series, The Son of Neptune. The Son of Neptune. And this is the dad of Charlie. That was probably the best intro I've ever done. You did like, a really good job. And it was like first take too. Normally you take like four takes to actually get something going. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So where do we want to start with this one? So this is, like you said, book two of the, how many books? In... Um, five, I think. Okay. And full disclosure, we have actually both read Son of Neptune and the next one, The Mark of Athena, which we're going to try and not delve into because that's going to be a separate podcast, but I will do my best to remember which book we're talking about and which events happened in which one, because I kind of read them back to back. So they're all jumbled up in my noggin. Yeah. Um, sorry about like the long, really, really long wait for this book. I will own that. It is my fault. For some reason, this is the only book in the, any of the series that yeah. is not on Audible and you cannot get it on any other audiobook platform. And Charlie read it physically. Yes. Um, and eventually I found a free YouTube reading, uh, which is really annoying to do when you're listening on your phone because you have to keep your screen on to listen to YouTube on your headphones. Yeah. That leads into my, like one of my questions. What did you think of the YouTube reader? I thought she was all right. I mean, like, it's cool that it was free. Um, it was funny, uh, not having a professional voice actor. So like the voices weren't as distinguished yeah and you could hear background noises like i think she has birds or was filming with an open window one one of the chapters um, adds to the experience you could hear more page turning which you can sometimes hear in some audiobooks i'm but pretty very sure they rarely. use like um an audio thing yeah like, not i think they use like thing. a screen like yeah, a teleprompter like, just, or something like, swipe on the thing yeah yeah so it was you could definitely tell it was homemade but she did a really good job like yeah. for someone who is willing to put in that kind of time, I'm not going to knock her. I There were times where I was immersed in the story enough that like I forgot it was homemade, which is saying something that's that's talent. It's really yeah. hard to make an audiobook, So I yeah. appreciate it. Um, there, so where does this one rank for you in all of the Percy Jackson books? Um, So like all of the Percy Jackson books that like, just like that, like all the books in this universe. So, like, okay. how many books are in the original Percy Jackson series? Oh, five. Five. So we've the got those here. five, and then you've. Are read... we comparing with Mark Athena too? Um, no, you okay. can't. We're gonna pretend Dang we have it. not read that <laughs> because Mark Athena is really good. I love that one. Yeah, I liked it better than this one too. But I like I like this one. This one's good. But how about you? Where does this? So, um, I don't want to go into like a detailed like. This is where I am ranking every single Percy Jackson book because that will take me like forever. To no, think you can you can be vaguer than that. Yeah, um, I'd say I like that Percy's back, which is just like mm -hmm. that's good. Um, I like new characters added. Um, I'd say it's better than the Lost Hero, but kind of on par with the rest of like the Percy Jackson books because it's like it felt like another Percy Jackson book. Yeah, I'd agree with that. There we have so much invested in Percy's story that it felt like, yeah, like we're back to Percy stuff and that was interesting. Um I did like the new characters too. I, I think I would agree with your assessment. Like it felt 
on par with all of them, and I don't know how I would rank the other ones exactly, but I liked it better than The Lost Hero. Mm -hmm. I was not as invested in Jason's story as I was with Percy. Yeah, I just like Percy better in general. Mm -hmm. what like, did you... Jason's so, like, vague and, like, the quiet, handsome one with nothing really in his brain. Yeah, like Percy's a little more sarcastic and yeah. funny and just a funny irreverent. Like, yeah. So funny, how about sorry. how about the sidekick? So we got we got three new characters in the last book, and this one we got two well, two new sidekicks. Two. I mean, if you want to include some of the Camp Jupiter, other people. Um, how did you feel about the new kind of sidekicks, Frank and? Um, I like them both they were they had good stories i um i don't like feel like objected objectus <laughs> i'm not i don't know what the word is you're not opposed to them opposed that's not okay. objected what opposed to like them but like they're they're better than the characters in the lost hero that's just what i'm gonna say like, I don't I, know. I, I liked uh, who's the mechanical guy. Leo. Leo. He, yeah. I liked Leo as a as an extra character. Yeah, Leo was funny. I liked Leo. But like, I don't know why. These characters just seem to have more like emotion. Like, with like. Yeah, I think it was. And they, they tugged on this a fair amount. And I think it's a theme throughout of, I think, despite objective, like as a reader, you're going like, holy cow, these people are awesome. They have amazing powers. They mm -hmm. are so awesome, but they have all of this internal worry, um, mm -hmm. which tell me if you agree or disagree on this, I think is supposed to connect with the um, juvenile reader, like the kids your age reading yeah. of like, no matter how cool your friends think you are in your head, you're yeah. like constantly analyzing yourself, feeling uncomfortable, feeling like if anyone knew your secrets that everyone would hate you. Yeah, that leads on to a different thing that I wanted to talk about. Were you annoyed by how everyone kept keeping secrets? It annoyed me so much. It annoys me in all of these books and they keep learning the lesson and then they keep. They're like, oh, wow, I should have just not. Kept this secret anyway. You're super accepting. Oh my god, I have to keep this secret. No, no one can know about this. Yeah, even as they're sharing one thing and getting full acceptance from their friends, they leave out a part of a yeah. dream or a story or an experience that like, but I can't tell them that. Mm -hmm. You know. And then there's sometimes where they won't divulge each other's secrets to people, and then sometimes it'll be like, and then in the first sentence of Percy talking to someone, he reveals Frank's secret. Like, yeah, that might have been in. That was um, that was in Athena. Sorry. Yeah, it's fine. But no, like, I, do you think that's true in life? Like, do we have to keep learning that lesson? Like, do you ever have moments where you reveal things and you go like, oh, that wasn't as bad as I thought. But then like later you still worry about that? Yeah. Like, um, I like was like, did I reveal too much? Do they think I'm like weird for like talking that much? Because I don't know. It annoys me when people talk so much. Mm. So I'm like, what if people think of me that way? What if I'm being hypocritical? Like, Yeah. And there is such a thing as what they call a vulnerability hangover. So like you, it, for an example, would be like you're hanging out with your friends and everyone's talking and everyone's sharing and it feels like you can share anything. And then you share a bunch or you talk a bunch 
And then the next morning you wake up and you go like, oh, why do they talk so yeah. much? Why do they say that? I feel like, like I have that, but like four years later. <laughs> it takes like a really long time. It's a really long um, delayed reaction hangover. <laughs> so you don't, you're not embarrassed the next day, but then you remember something you said four years ago? I remember stupid things like I when said. You were like seven? Yes. It's so stupid. I have the I have an amazing memory, but then I use it to remember the weirdest things that embarrass me. Well, and you're at an age where, like, you were seven four years ago. Like, you shouldn't be held responsible for anything you said then. Yeah. Okay. Okay, it's so random. Okay. Any questions for me? Yeah. Um. So we got to see the other camp in this book. So Camp Jupiter is the Roman version of Camp Half Blood. Um. What were your takeaways of what was cooler about it? What didn't you like as much? What? Uh. Yeah. Just generally, what were your takeaways on Camp Jupiter? So, Camp Jupiter was more of like a military camp than Camp Half Blood was. Um. Yeah, at least part of it. They yeah. had like the military grounds, but then they also had the internal New Rome. Yeah, that didn't that, seem. I really like that. That was really cool. I like the like they had like a tiny little city. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that was different is they had like a lot more demigods. Mm-hmm. Um, what Percy said like I was like re-listening to it, and it was like the, Percy noticed that there were more. Um, ghost demigods than there were actual demigods it got a little harry potter-esque there yeah of uh the ghosts being more interactive and funny and yeah. um wandering the streets yeah that was did they explain why that was and are there any ghosts at camp half-blood um i mean there's like the oracle so. but like she's not a ghost that's rachel now yeah yeah um what did you think about the concept that at Camp Jupiter, they basically you can live there like afterwards? It seems like Camp Half-Blood, like once you're, you're done. Like, okay, you're, you're 18. Just, we're kicking you out. Like, Bye. Go, go be an accountant now in the real world, which I never quite got because like monsters still. There's like a college at the Yeah, there's Rome. like a college really and like cool. people get married and have kids and just live in New Rome. That's cool. Yeah, I like that. And I think Percy kind of glommed onto that a little bit, too, of like. Yeah that that seems like a more peaceful way to exist. Cause I'm sure like, that's a question I've had throughout all these books of like, why are only 17 year olds fighting this battle? And what do they do when they're 32? You can see that with um, Phineas um, also because um, the other son of Neptune guy. Oh yeah. He's like an old guy. Um, he was like mean to the, what are they called? I just remember Ella. Like, I don't remember oh, what they were actually called. yeah, the flying... Yeah. Harpies? Harpies. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't get why Percy was so confident with the, like, Gargan poison or whatever. Oh, because, um, because he knew in his head he had made, had a conversation with Gaia and knew that he was, like, she wanted him to be at like the final thing or she was part of his he was part of her plan and he was trusting that she needed percy more than she needed phineas yeah (laughs) so he was betting that she would manipulate phineas to pick the wrong one Mm -hmm. but it was still a gamble yeah still a gamble um or he he was just saying like 
it's just a gamble if he gets his memories back or not. Because, like, maybe she wasn't manipulating him and she just would have just not let Percy die. Like, she just, like, like how she didn't let the monsters die. She just, like, Percy, you're back alive now. Yeah, that is interesting. Because they talked about that the, the Gorgon blood was, like, extra powerful and it may have taken a longer time to come back. So I think that's what he was concerned about. Maybe not. Well, and they didn't really talk about. So like the gates of death are open, but there weren't any instances of demigods returning. Yeah, there was. Was there? Yeah. In the um, battle at um, Camp Jupiter. Gwen, I think, got like impaled with a spear and then she just was alive again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So like that makes it so weird of what would have happened. She just said she like. Just turned around and like away from the doors of death and just kept walked walking. Walked away. That's so weird. <laughs> walked Such away from the doors. Such an interesting concept of like there is no death. That How is... would you live your life daily if you knew there was no death? Um, I think it would take me a long time to realize. <laughs> I don't think I would ever realize. I think that even if someone told you, like, like I'd be like, "You're trying to get me to die. Why yeah. do you? Why do you not like me that much that you want me to die?" Yeah, that's not one that I'd want to test. It wouldn't be like, "No death. Let me go jump off a roof quick and double check." <laughs> Would you die from jumping on, off a roof? High enough roof, and uh, depending on how you land. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Head first. But like, yeah, then there's the, there's the other thing of like, you almost have to make sure you die. Like, what like, if you if just, you get, just like, really hurt yourself and you're still alive? You're like, hmm. Dang it. Gotta go back on that roof. What I'm wondering is like with Gwen, did she just like come back alive? Because it's not like... Did they take the spear out of her they and then she came back her. alive? No, they took it out after because she was awake. <laughs> She's and like, then oh, Percy right. grabbed on and I think Frank had to help him. Yeah, that was a weird part of the book. I forgot about that part. That was a weird part. She literally died. That is crazy. So what, how, how about the setting? So this one, they were in San Francisco. Um, they were all along the northwest coast of the United States, Alaska. and then they were in Alaska. What was your favorite location in this one? Um, I liked the um, I liked Camp Jupiter. It was just like I just like hearing the details about it. It was fun. Yeah, that was really cool, and and like that it was this mini kind of scale scaled down version of of the actual Rome. Um, I liked the. Why can't I remember the is it Hazel? Yeah, Hazel. I liked when they were How in do you Alaska. Pronounce her name? Lesicute? I don't know. Yeah, I, I can't remember. The um author, I just felt like she was saying it wrong. Not the author, um, the reader on YouTube. I just felt like she was saying it wrong. I don't know. The way she it just Yeah, felt it's like, like Hazel Lavasque or Le, I think it was Levesque. No. I think she was saying it like something. I'm pretty sure it's Hazel Levesque. And she we'll is, like she's Cajun, key. so I wonder if it's pronounced something different. Although in the difference, we won't talk too much about the difference, but um, between Son of Neptune and uh, Mark of Athena, the authors pronounce the main female villain god's name different. Yeah. Gaia or Gaia? Gaia or, yeah, I think, I think in the newest one, they said Gaia. Yeah. But I thought it was Gaia. Why would there be an I? It's an E. That's like having two vowels. How was it spelled? I thought it was like G-I-A-I. I thought it was an E-A. I don't know. I'm really confused at this point, honestly. Let's just search Let's it search out. Let's search Gaia. While you're searching this, um, 
if it's not distracting you. Um, who? G-A-I-A. Oh, might be Gaia. Okay, I don't know. I Probably pronounce, Gaia. I would pronounce that Gaia. Gaia. Yeah. Okay, continue. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, Gaia. Okay. Um, what did you think about Nico keeping the whole thing a like secret? Like he's like pretended to not know who Percy was. I assumed that was so in um, the Lost Hero. Weren't there gods who like could not tell Jason stuff or like helpers who couldn't tell Jason stuff? I think there was some kind of pact between uh, Hera and the other gods that like this was important for them to establish the relationship of a Camp Half-Blood in Camp Jupiter and a Camp Jupiter kid in Camp Half-Blood. Like they had to, they had to not have those memories so that they wouldn't have animosity between each other and develop real friendships so that they could then encourage everyone to come together. Because like if they would have remembered or if Nico would have told them early, Percy would have never established any relationships with anyone at Camp Jupiter and he would have just hightailed it back to Camp Half-Blood. Yeah. That was kind of my thinking. Because doesn't he say that um, his dad told him that he couldn't? I think so. That might be in the next book too. That, but. Yeah, that was in the next book when like they found Nico. But yeah, right, right away I was like, why isn't Nico saying anything? And then I thought like, this feels like something from the lost hero. Because I think there was someone or they talked to a god who like, could have spilled the beans, but and the beans knew exactly who Jason was, but didn't didn't say anything. Yeah. Um. So a lot of Roman gods in this one versus Greek gods. Mm-hmm. What was your take on that? Did you have a god that you liked better uh, as their Roman form? I can't remember the Roman ones as well as the Greek ones. I don't know if it's because like the Greek ones are something I've read more. I can remember a lot of them, but like. I just remember all the Greek ones, but it's just so weird because there's like, that's like the Roman ones are like extensive. There's like uh, over a hundred of them. Like, oh, wow. They're just random ones. Like, uh, what was Reina's? Um, I don't know why my brain's going to Barcelona. I know it's not that. Um, that's the something... Spanish guys. <laughs> um, I think it was like with a B and... I read it like baloney, but I knew it was not baloney. It was, yeah, I know what you're talking about, though. It was something like baloney. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. It was like the god or goddess of like war. It was like a war goddess. Okay. Yeah. Cause like Ares is Mars in Roman. I like that was one that I liked better. Like he still seemed confrontational, but he seemed more strategic than. Yeah. Just violent. Yeah. Is and he... and like that's where Frank got his like kind of acceptance of who his parentage is. Yeah. Oh yeah, we gotta talk about Frank. We got a shapeshifter. Oh yeah, that is that's cool. Where does that rank in terms of the powers? That is awesome. Um it gets like as he gets more confident with it in the Mark of Athena, I know we're not mm. we're already talking about that, but um like it just more it gets cooler. Yeah. Because, like, he can just turn into so much better things. Like, I just wish he had a magical fish hook and yelled, Yee-hoo. Yeah. <laughs> I kept thinking of Maui. Like, <laughs> turn into a shark head. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, that yeah. Cool. 
Um, what did you think of Hazel's ability with like the um that is, stuff? That, is. that is an interesting one. So like at first I was like, what a dumb power. Um at first with when they were just talking about summoning wow. diamonds oh, yeah. and them being cursed. Um, I was like, oh, that's weird and very not useful. But when she could start to move metallic things and when she got her horse, which is yeah. super cool. Um, that was awesome with the horse. That's just like. I was going to say Moana for some reason, but then I was like, what? No. <laughs> like a speed <laughs> horse that can run up ice cliffs. That's just awesome. Okay, so rank the horses. I was still so thinking of got, Maui. <laughs> we've got, what was Blackjack, her horse? There's Blackjack, um, that's Percy's. Um, and then uh, Jason's, Jason's horse, which was like, like a thunderstorm horse. Yeah, it was something weird. Um, I'm gonna go. I think Arian and Blackjack are definitely top. Um, Jason's horse is definitely lowest. Yeah, he doesn't really control it per se. He can sometimes summon it. Yeah, I just, I like how both of um Arian and Blackjack can talk in their own ways. Yeah. Um I like that Arian has a foul mouth too. Yeah, that <laughs> I thought that was so funny. That was a funny bit. I liked it. Um that is really hard. Um I'm gonna say Arian um is number one because I thought he was really funny. Um and he has like can go super fast. He's just so much more powerful. Yeah, he seems more powerful like there were times in previous books where Blackjack was complaining that like he couldn't take so many people or he was running out of energy. Yeah. And it seems like Arian is just like I could go faster. I am protecting you guys because yeah. I cannot go because I you would die if I went faster. Yeah. I wonder if he to, would kill them. They didn't explore it at all, but like so that horse can run so fast that it turns water to steam as it runs on water. That's it can true. run up cliffs. They didn't explore if it going in the air at all, but I'm assuming if you can run like 500 miles an hour, if you jumped with that same power, you'd be able to like get over some stuff. You can't necessarily yeah. fly, but it seems like you can go anywhere. Yeah. So I think that's I think that's the most powerful of the horses. I'd go with that. Yeah. Do you think there's anything about like more on the subject of Arian? Is it Arian or Arion? I didn't read it, so I, I think they pronounced it Arian in the in the YouTube thing. Um, so, like, do you think Hazel's, like, um, being able to, like, control Arian, do you think that was anything like a special power, or do you think she's just good with horses? She did seem to have a special connection, um, to horses from, like, her youth. Um, and it seemed like, what do they say in the Amazons when they, when they were talking about it, of, like, it will only choose like the fiercest warrior or something. It was a bit of an Excalibur situation. So I think there is... What's an Excalibur? What's that? What's that? Um, so in the legend of King Arthur, mm -hmm. there's a there's oh, like the sword yeah, and the, the stone and like only the greatest um, yeah. or like the rightful king can pull it out or whatever. So I do think there's like a special connection just like Blackjack with Percy of like that's kind of her alabrija or spirit animal. Alabrija, yeah. <laughs> so, so I do think there's something there. Um, because she doesn't seem to have any other, like she can't talk to horses and she can't, she likes horses, but there was no other like special relationship yeah. with horses. Although who was, oh no, that's an next book thing. So we'll talk about that later. Um, 
Yeah. So we can't really cover the questions of like, what do you think happens next? Because we know what happens. Yeah, next. we'll do that with the next one because yeah, we won't not... start House of Hades until after. Yeah. So we'll have two quick releases. Hopefully this week we'll record the next one too. Um, and then we can start exploring the next book, which I'm actually really excited about. Um, what about the monsters in this one? They were definitely different than any of the previous books. It seemed like there was less, um, I don't know, like the the big ones, the the, the giants. Yeah, they which were... have like the most impossible to pronounce names: Polybodes and Pol- Alcyonius. Was... Wait, can I see? I thought that was Polybodes. No, what? <laughs> oh, that's Polybodes. 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 I don't know. Alac- Alex. Alcyonius. I don't know. Those are some really hard to pronounce. Those names. are really hard to pronounce names. Is it just because they're like Greek or something? No, I think it's Roman. <laughs> that's weird. Oh well, they're in Latin. Yeah, that's probably what it's about. What did you What did you think of the monsters? Um, I thought. I want to get your opinion on this. I didn't like that they could just like come back. Yeah, it makes it. Um, I mean it. It adds to the the drama of it of it's not just a fight to the death but like beyond and you have to figure out it added an element of um blow the mist away craftiness of like you not only had to think about how to defeat them but like that you had to either figure out how to like scatter them or yeah or all that like that that was an interesting like new twist of it wasn't just the same old, you know, hit them with celestial bronze. Yeah. And they did. disappear. Um, also, the element of to fight them, you had to, well, the one at least, you had to be paired with a god. Um, yeah. Which I thought was a clever way of mixing that in with like the head. That's that's the one they killed with the statue head or whatever. Yeah. Because that so. was like the god of boundaries. Yeah, I get what you're oh, saying yeah, though, the about, the, about the Roman Terminus. gods. Yeah, about the Roman gods. It's like you have a god of boundaries. Like <laughs> what? Like um, we have a god of left hand turns. Um, I like read this like book. It was like a kid's book. So Ty, my sister, also read it. So it was like about like some kind of mythology. There was like Egyptian mythology, Greek mythology, and like Roman mythology. They had one of poop. P2. Separate ones. And toilets. <laughs> the god of toilets. Do, do you think the god of toilets likes the god of poop and pee or wishes they would go away? I don't know. Leave me in it's peace so random. With clean water. <laughs> it's so random. It, it's funny of like, you were kind of making fun of it, but there's things in Christianity and everything too of like, there's saints. Like, especially in Catholicism, there's like saints of so many things. There's like, a saint of travelers and a saint of, um, Jesus, is your foot okay? You just kicked the crap out of that table. Can't wait to hear how that sounds. Sorry, just kicked the table. We take a station break for Charlie to repair her foot. My foot's Um, fine. The table's broken. No, but the, the, there's all these saints in like Catholicism too. So it's, it's funny to be like, oh my God, they were so silly. But like, I think every religion has that. And like in uh, Hinduism, there's a bunch of different gods. There's like the monkey gods and mm-hmm. and gods of different uh, interests and gods of war and gods of yeah. peace and gods of love. So, yeah, 
So yeah, I think it's kind of a universal thing. Um, what was another question I was going to ask you? I forgot. Um, what did you think? I th- something I saw was funny was when they were like, oh my God, we need to go. But first, let's go eat lunch. Yeah, they ate a lot of meals in this one. Uh, yeah, they would just be like, in Alaska, they ate like four. Yeah, they're like, well, we only have seven hours left to save the world. Now, let's, let's go, go eat go like a, a hamburger. Let's like, go eat some brunch. I mean, I get that you're like starving, but yeah, they never stopped by a quick trip and just grabbed some granola bars. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is funny. They, they did, like specifically went to quick trip. They that's did like a Midwest full thing. sit down meals everywhere. Yes. They didn't just go to like at least like a drive through if you're not going to go to a gas station. Like they didn't have a car, but like with air. Yeah, but still, it was one of those things of like, yeah, they're trying to figure out how to get somewhere and like knowing that they have a time crunch. And yeah, they would just sit down. Like if I'm late for a baseball game, I stop by a gas station. I don't go like, oh, I'm going to go sit down and order at a diner. Hmm. You know, it's taking too long. Let's just order some dessert, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's a funny observation. I forgot about that. But I definitely did think about it while I was listening to it. Like, <laughs> I thought you have eight hours left. Why are you spending 45 minutes in this restaurant? <laughs> I thought about that so many times and I was like, why? <laughs> that is really funny that's the stuff they've just put that stuff in so they can make extra money making the um abridged version oh, because they can't make an abridged version if there's nothing yeah, to if there's take nothing out. to abridge <laughs> they're like we took out four hours of them talking about food yeah so i think on the next one maybe we can talk about what you thought was going to happen that didn't happen um oh one more thing that we didn't cover at all so like this whole book is about freeing thanatos what was your Thanatos? What were you what was your opinion on him? And and yeah, just in general, like that whole scene where they're like close to him. Um I thought he was kind of mean. <laughs> but I mean, like he's, he's just like death. God. he's God and he's death. So I couldn't expect him to be like, Thank you so much. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Uh yeah. Um I, think, I thought he was kind of funny, um, and he just, like, gave them some valuable information. And they, like, thought he was going to be like, oh, now everyone come back to me, I get to summon you. But, like, he was like, no, you actually have to like, kill them, and then they, then I just don't let them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I always find it interesting of, like, where where the limitations of the god's powers are is always interesting to me, of, like, that mm-hmm. he is death, but he doesn't necessarily go just claim people like things have to happen for them to be in his grips also the separation of so like he is the god of death but he is not hades no i actually like that they address this this is something that like kind of annoyed me when like in like the percy jackson and the olympians hades was like the god of death he's not the god of death he's the god of the underworld so, so death like is a separate thing. Yes. And did they address did they address a god of death in Greek mythology in any um, of them? Or did they separate death from Hades or did they make it I'm one not thing? quite sure. I'm pretty sure they just like lumped everything in. Yeah. But I learned this in the Roman mythology book. Like they're in Roman mythology, they're two separate people. Okay. So there's the one that kind of reaps the souls and the one who runs the whole underworld. So yeah. Like there's like the purgatory and then there's like the punishment. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. You got any other stuff on this one? Mm-hmm. No, no. I don't know why I said it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that would make sense why... That would actually make a lot of sense because that is why Nico, the Greek son of Hades, can control the dead. But Hazel cannot because the Roman side is not the god of death. He's the god of the underworld. So that's why she yeah, can do like, so the she's gems like and tunnels and gems and stuff. Like underground stuff. Yeah. Of course she could like do fire, like lava. Like she just needs more to her character. Yeah, I, I'm hoping that continues to develop. Like, yeah. I know we already read the, the next, next book, book. She's like a main character in the next book. Yeah, so. and and like she has some good stuff that she does, but I would like, I assumed that her progression was going to be more of like being able to kind of like Magneto. Like, What's that? He's a X-Men character, oh, and he can know. like control all metals and like bend them to his will and fly them all around. Oh, yeah. Like, I assumed she was going to get more I think she'll be able to do that. Because she can do it some, but it requires a lot of concentration. I guess Percy started with like semi-simple stuff. Yeah. And now he's like making her. You know, like exploding bathrooms. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Like, I feel like when you think about it, like, oh, that's kind of useless. But like, if you think about it, like you have like three monitors in front of you right now. Like there's like metal, like. All around us. Yeah, there's wires everywhere, cell phones, there's, you know, like, yeah, you could, if you can control big metal things, you can, like, take a steel girder and hit a giant with it or something. That's funny. That's what I would do. Just go around hitting giants. (laughs) Playing baseball with steel girders, bending them with my mind. (laughs) You You should work for a baseball company and you're like, we should put metal inside of the ball. Who cares if it hurts so much if you get hit? <laughs> I can control the ball. New pitch, metal baseballs. <laughs> Feels like that might be dangerous for hit, everyone involved. Hit the metal baseball. No, with the metal bat, it works great. Especially if they're both magnetic. <laughs> makes it even harder. You we've want to challenge? Make we've got a new magnetic. game on our hands. <laughs> All right. So you want to wrap this one up or you got other things on your list um, to talk about? Let me just check here. Let's Crinkly see. paper, always good for podcasts. ASMR. <laughs> okay. Um, no. All right. Well, we'll see you soon. You want to wrap this thing up? See ya. Bye.